I know firsthand that most diet plans are completely unrealistic. You need to eat the foods you love and still lose the weight. You know that you should be eating right, but your busy schedule and lack of motivation keep getting in the way. Most diets are too complicated to stick with long-term or they're just plain boring. They leave you feeling hungry all the dang time and don't provide enough energy to keep up with your healthy lifestyle. And let's face it, nobody knows your body better than you. If you want real results without feeling deprived or constantly counting calories, then join me for my Nutrition Reboot Program. It's the perfect way to reset your body and get back on track with healthy eating habits. Nutrition Reboot is a simple plan designed to help women learn about their bodies, what foods work for them, what foods don't work for them, and how to create sustainable habits for life. And if that's not enough motivation for you, I'll cover the common pitfalls of crash diets, plus provide resources about supplementation, food obsession, and how to best design your lifestyle so that you are never dieting again. Sound like a plan? Well, hop on the wait list and when everything is put together, you will be the first to know. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back and listen to today's show. Magic makers, today I spoke with one of my mentors. I ugh, I met um, Kathy Savage back in 2005. I had just decided I want to do fitness competition. I didn't know Bo Diddley about them. And um, at the time, my personal trainer said, you know what? I can you know whip you into shape, but she's going to teach you how to bring it on the stage. I went to her camp and let's just say I didn't expect that Almost 20 years later, she and I would have gone into business together, been business partners, friends, coach for this amount of time. Um, and why I wanted to bring her onto the show is one, I was so grateful that I fell literally ass backwards into her, is that from the very moment that I met her, she was no hold barred. And for me, as a um, client, I need a coach that's not going to, you know, blow smoke up my skirt, right? I need a coach who's just going to cut to the jace that I'm not going to figure, have to think to myself, what does she mean by that? And for a long time, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid and I played sports, I only had male coaches and those male coaches were, that's how they were. They were like, there was no innuendo. It was like, <laughs> they're like, Barnes, you're doing this you know, screw, stop screwing around or 
Barnes, if you weren't running your mouth, you'd be a better halfback. True. But <laughs> maybe that's why I hate running now. Anywho, I, uh, I wanted to have her on the show because, you know, at this time of year, you see lots of, um, I'm going to call them faux coaches popping out, you know, these Instagram coaches popping out, these 20-something-year-old po- coaches popping up with not a lot of teeth to them, a lot, of, not a lot of legs to them. And we, you know, one of the biggest things that I've always enjoyed about the coaching that I did with Kathy and what she taught me to, as I was becoming a coach was that it was thinking about the person as a whole, right? Thinking about where is this person going in her life? What is happening in her life? Because if a woman is, you know, stressed out at work or stressed out at home, you got to take that into account. It's not just, you know, crushing it in the gym. It's like what's happening as to a person as a whole and not just looking as at the person as a just a body, right? And I think a lot of women and also a lot of coaches don't put that into account that we have to look at the person as a whole versus just this one aspect of them. The other thing we we went on, we talked about is that, you know, just because you hire a coach doesn't mean you're going to get the results if you don't do the work. And that's been one of, you know, the one of the kind of bonding moments that, you know, Savage and I have had is that, you know, I can give you a plan all day long, but if you don't do the plan, you don't execute the plan, it's not going to work, right? And, you know, it's, you know, one of the things I love most about her is that she's a strategist, right? And she's, you know, she's looking at it from what is best for you and where are you trying to go versus, you know, got to lose 30 pounds, got to lose 30 pounds, got to lose 30 pounds to go on vacation. It, you know, it's, you know, when you work with her, she's trying to make sure like, where are you going in your life, right? That it's not just about stepping on the scale. It's not just about ripped abs. And, you know, she's been this way for the over, over 30 years, right? That is why she's one of the pioneers in the fitness industry and why as she's taking this, you know, pivot in her life, she's like, I want to help these women build businesses so that they can be with their families. Like that's one of the biggest things takes away way I can say about Kathy is that she's always been family first. And, you know, it has always bothered her that, you know, women don't feel like they have the choice to immediately go back to work after having a baby or feel like they have to choose between being a great mom and being an okay mom because they need to go to work. And so, you know, that comes through a lot with her, um, with her messaging and her, you know, helping women stand their ground. So that it's not just about, you know, being, you know, physically hot, but it's like being fierce all around. All right. Enjoy the show and let me know what you think about it. And here is this week's iTunes review. It comes to you from Dub by V. She writes, I love the podcast. You speak your mind and you don't sugarcoat anything. I love your energy and your good spirit. Oh, that just fills my heart. You don't even understand how much I enjoy these reviews. So please, if you feel the need, please go to iTunes or wherever you watch, watch, listen to this podcast. Do me a favor and hit me up with a five-star review. I absolutely love them. They mean the world to me and I will read it on my podcast. So thank you so much, Dub by V. It does mean the world to me. All right, Magic Makers, 
there are few people on this planet that can tell me what to do. And I actually do it. I think most people are full of shit. They don't know what's going on. And if you're going to tell me what to do, it better freaking work. Or there better be a method to the madness. And this lady has been telling me what to do for over 20, almost 20 years. I think we should be common law spouses because that's how long we have been together. I met this lady in 2005. I roll up to her camp and I was like, okay, show me what you got. Cause I'm a skeptic. Well, clearly she showed me what she got. And I want to introduce to you my very first coach, mentor, lifelong friend, Kathy Savage. Hi, Kim. How are you? Good, good, good. So, I mean, I serious, you know, Mikey D told me about you and I wanted to do a fitness competition. He's like, I could diet you, but I can't make you walk. And I was like, walking. How hard is that? <laughs> Freaking hard. Oh my God. <laughs> I had soup for hands and a hunchback. So thank God I have gotten rid of all of those habits. But I want my I want my people to hear from you because I, I we still see it. It's been almost 20 years. You've been in the industry almost 30 something years. You've been seeing it forever. These randos, these jimmies who come out of God knows where, I can diet you. I can make you a champion. And then we would sit and hear the stories and we would be like, okay, try not to have your face look like, holy shit, (laughs) when they tell you the story. You know, what made you say, I got to do it differently? Like, what was that like? This is not the way. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for all those nice words and thank you for being here. I just love you more than anything. You know, you know that Uh, we have an entire life. We should write a book together. That's how many adventures we've been on. Um, It really started when I competed and I was Susie Sunshine backstage. I'll never forget this. It was literally the first year fitness competitions were even a thing. That's when I competed And, you know, Patty Simcox, Kathy goes backstage and she starts talking to everybody and no one wanted to talk to me. (laughs) And Everybody was in a corner and everybody was covered up. And I was completely out of the memo getting because I (laughs) was friends with everybody. And I remember there were no coaches. There was nothing. It was people with these big burly guys who were their trainers, not coaches, Mm. trainers, telling them not to talk to anyone, telling them to cover ups and then, you know, reveal themselves right before they go on stage. I mean, it was this whole drama. And I remember sitting in that back, it was in New Jersey. I'll never forget it. And I remember saying, yeah, I'm not going to do this this way. There's got to be a different way. And it was through my own experience of seeing what needed to change that led me to say, I'm going to do it completely different because this is just not enjoyable. I worked this hard to not even network and make a friend. So I went completely rogue in the industry of bodybuilding because it was more bodybuilding back then. And the Kumbaya sisterhood team developed out of that, out of my experience of saying, this just isn't enough. I can't work this hard to just go in, get a trophy, not talk to anyone and go home. There's got to be more. And that's really how Savage began. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like that because it's like you, 
when I was competing, you are the only person at your gym who one even heard of this <laughs> and who is like lifting heavier weights than the pink dumbbells. And so you thought you were like a freak for, for wanting to have more. And then you come to a camp or a Sunday session and you're like, my people, like I found you. And right. it was just so refreshing that there were other women who had the same goal. Yes, that, that's exactly what it was. It, we, we couldn't, you know, you can't expect your loved ones to even understand what you're doing. And back then it was so different. It wasn't as big as it is, it is now. But back then it was this weird thing yeah. that was so obscure that your the people in your life didn't understand. But when you walked through those doors or, you know, did the online program with us, you're absolutely right when you say, these are my people. So it was that beautiful bond that we could relate to one another and support each other when the rest of our worlds either didn't support us or they just didn't understand. Yeah. So that it that is that safe environment for women to say, you're not weird. This is going to be cool. And you're going to have friends for life. And yeah. that's what happened. And it's funny that the, the friends for life part, because it's like, I think many of us go in just like, oh, I'm going to do a show. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I saw someone or I heard this and then you start meeting these women who like outside of competing, you have so many other things in common with that. I, you know, I look back at like my close circle of friends. We all competed together. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That that's what I think I'm most proud of. It was more than the awards and the wins and the magazine covers. It was really the fact that women became friends who were totally different, who would never have met each other otherwise. Yet they shared this one bond and the bond lasted long after the show. And I think that's what I'm most proud of and what I enjoy the most now looking back and seeing everybody friends still and yeah. sharing vacations and other opportunities together and kids and all of these things. It's, it's really, sometimes I just kind of sit back and say to myself, Kathy, you, like, wow, look what you created when you intended, it may not have been the initial intention, but it really turned into more of a love story of friends and true sisterhood. We hear the word sisterhood now all the time, but this really was that original group of women who, you know, competed against each other, but they, they worked together for their common goal. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, like you said, I feel like that is missing in a lot. You know, we're both entrepreneurs and it can be a lonely place yes. and, you know, competing can be a lonely place because, you know, your family doesn't understand why, you know, you, especially if you get close to a show, why you're not having wine at dinner or right. why right. you're not having a second helping at Thanksgiving. And, you know, you're like, hey, I got goals. And now it becomes a judgment against them because, well, you can't eat my food. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like that's, and I used to see that a lot, but I remember, and you probably remember me saying, people would come to, women would come to us and say, you know, my mom doesn't understand me. My husband doesn't understand me. And I used to say to them, well, you chose this, not them. Right. 
term. So you can't just jam this down their throat, expect them to cook for you something different. You chose this, but this is the environment where you are going to get that support. And nine times out of 10, it's, it's just that people didn't understand it. It really wasn't, they didn't like what you did. They just didn't understand the concept. And so that was really, you know, you can't change the way people feel. But when I would meet families and husbands at shows, I would be like, you are nothing like what they painted you to be. (laughs) (laughs) So the problem is you, not them. But, you know, that's kind of what I really focused on is you don't have to convince everybody that this is the best thing in the world. You just know that these people simply don't understand or they can't relate, but that's okay. Because you have this environment of, 50 women strong when you're going into a show and 50 women a day are holding your hand, it's okay. You don't have to convince everybody. So, you know, I think that really worked well once women understood that and they they realized that it's okay that they don't have the support. But as time went on, as we know, it became more common ground. So people yeah. didn't really, they, they, it wasn't as weird as as it was way back then. Yeah, absolutely. Luckily, people know more about it now. Yeah. And so the other thing I really like, I loved about your approach is that, you know, we've heard the horror stories and other people have heard the horror stories. And so what was it that you said that you're like, you know what, I hear people, you can't have fruit, you can't have, you know, go to the gym five hours a day and, you know, lift a Buick. What were you like? I, I can't go that route. Like what, what was that impetus for you? That was like, you know what, I know you can get results that way for sure. But why? I think in my own experience, when I competed, excuse me, morning breath, morning, morning breath, morning voice. um, I had a bodybuilding boyfriend, as many of us did back in the 90s, 80s, late 80s. (laughs) And he was brilliant. And he really was not the best boyfriend, but brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) And he really understood and we kind of collaborated together on, okay, we don't have to look like bodybuilders. So we don't have to be as strict and Mm. where beauty is part of this. Yeah. If we go too extreme, we're not going to look pretty. And so I have to give him some credit there because he really forced me to really reflect from a more cerebral level of This isn't just, I need to get lean. So what would happen is as a result of that, as a result of not eliminating food groups and all these things from a nutritional standpoint, when our girls would show up and you know this, beautiful. And I'll never forget, rest in peace, Robert Kennedy, former publisher of Oxygen Magazine, came up to me once and he's like, Kathy, what is the secret? Why do these, he was at the show. And he was like, why do your girls look different? And I said, it's good fat oil. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I said, these girls have these girls. And I, you know, we laughed and I'm, I said, it's not just good fat oil, but any of these other competitors, they're not even using good fat oil. They're not using fruit. They're not using any of these things. So it's our nutrition, our stress analysis, our mindset, things that no one was talking about back then. And I think so from a nutritional standpoint, that's what we did. We focused more on the aesthetics than the leanness. Yeah. We focused on the confidence factor because I saw and witnessed women who were not confident. Mm. They would walk into my studio and there's a huge mirror, as you know, and they couldn't even look at themselves. Oh, right yeah. Now. 
And I would, you know, I used to go home and I used to call my parents and say, thank you. Thank you for instilling in me like such a high level of confidence that I never worried about stuff like this. And so I became the mother that many women didn't have. Now that doesn't right. mean everyone had a bad mother. I don't mean that. Right. Don't drag me people, but my mother told me a certain way to be confident, mm. charismatic, and not to rely on the physical to do so. Right. So when I instilled that into my coaching, I think that's where women showed up differently because they hadn't heard that narrative before. Mm. Um, and we kind of implemented that into the philosophy of coaching. And you know, Kim, it's so not about what you're putting in your mouth. It's just not. It's all of it. It's yeah. all of it. You can't, you know, expect to lean out for a show or any type of transformation process and then have all hell breaking loose in other parts of your life. So as you know, we really dug deep with the girls. We mm. wanted to know what was going on in their life because that predicated how we trained them and, yeah. and dieted them. Um, so I think that 365 degree approach happened because I could see the deficiencies in each person mm. and knew what I needed to pour into. Yeah. And you're, you're absolutely right. Like you brought a couple of things up that I think um, I, I, that you're really good at. And I think that is what was the difference in our coaching styles is that sure I can write you a diet, eat this, 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 and this, but if you're stressed to the max, you got shit going on at home, right. you are, you know, not confident in yourself, regardless, mm -hmm. no matter how good you eat organically, you buy it from Whole Foods, that's not going to show through. Right. And I fondly remember you and I, I don't even know if you remember this because there's so many adventures, but we <laughs> were in Vegas, we we're sitting in the audience for probably the ninth hour. And one of our best clients comes out on stage and she looked a little soft in the middle. Yep. Whereas like a couple of weeks ago, she had a six pack and people now, people who don't know them would say, oh, like something was wrong with her diet. And I remember looking to you and you said, her, uh, her, she just caught her husband cheating on her. They're moving. Like it was this story. Right. And of course, as coaches, we speak confidently, but you know, we work together. So we are supposed to collaborate like that. But that, that was the story. The story was, she was so stressed out, inflamed, all of it, that nothing else mattered. And I just don't think women understand how important it is to really look at your life in all aspects, not just what you're putting in your mouth, but your relationships, your uh, ability to kind of shake off the doubters, all that resilience mm. is so important. And I really, truly feel that we were the pioneers of that, that we really taught women to find their voice, to find their confidence, to find their charisma, their, their leverage of strength. Um, the show was probably just one small part of it. Yeah. If that confidence muscle came from, if I can do this, what else can I do in my life? And we focused there. We really didn't focus on things that, you know, I'll just say it, that other coaches focused on. It just no. wasn't important to us. And the first thing you, you just said, I remember here I am. I don't know you from Adam. I'm just in a sea of girls. And I remember you said, 
um, there's no money in this. And if you think that you're going to come here and quit your job on Monday after winning a show, there's the door. And I was like, who is this lady? I was like, that was like, camp had, I don't think we were there 30 minutes <laughs> and you just laid it on the line. You're just like, I don't waste time. I don't waste time. <laughs> right. You were just like, look, like this right here is a hobby. You're mm-hmm. not going to get paid for it. You're going to spend more money than you think you will ever spend on anything. Right. So get that straight right now. And I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, and I think so many, even now, you know, there was okay I'm gonna let's be honest there was no social media when I started (laughs) there was was no social media we had an email chain that was the only way we communicated so now with social media I feel like I see all these girls all over the place and I think that you know there is fame and fortune shrimp hookers the whole bit (laughs) when I compete but I'm still in a fucking high school yeah right on a Saturday putting pro tan on my ass <laughs> yes 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 oh my god the protein people would I mean the things I've seen Kim yeah the things I've seen, and you too um yeah it, it really does glorify a lot of the process and women go into it thinking it's something it's not until they mm-hmm. have to stand themselves and do all these things. But yeah, social media is more of a three-dimensional look into the good parts, of course. But there's a lot of layers to be a part of a goal that's that bold. Yeah. For sure. And unfortunately, like in everything from business building to um, a big transformation, we glorify it on all of our media. So. Yeah, that's just the way it is right now. Absolutely. So, you know, I want to like now, like, let's open the hood. And so I, you know, you read on the socials too, and you like cringe. And, you know, I was reading this woman and she said, you know, the only way I could really lose the weight is to go extreme. That's the only way I can lose the weight. And I'm just, I know what my friend did a competition diet and that's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to really lose the weight. And so you read that and I'm just like, sweet Georgia Brown, maybe something stronger. (laughs) And, you know, so these women, like they choose the extreme. And even when we were coaching, they were like, why isn't this harder? Why is this more challenging? Like if you want to challenge, climb fucking Everest, like that's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, the sorority of suffering. We used yeah. to say that all the time. You want to suffer. You want it to be dramatic. Oh, they took away my dairy. No, we didn't. We didn't do that. So stop the drama. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think people think that in order to achieve something, you have to be extreme. And I remember women joining our organization and then quitting like two weeks in going, yeah, this isn't, uh, I'm never, this isn't a diet. Mm. I don't know what you're giving me, but. I eat better than this. And um, we'd be like, okay, Felicia, see ya. Yeah. See you, later. See you at the show. No, because mm-hmm. you didn't get there. Um, and we had to more or less fix people when they would come in because they had these, I go back to the good fat oil. Do you remember at oh. show people would come in our, our camps rather people would come in and they said, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm doing it myself. And, you know, I'm just here to learn uh, how to buy a swimsuit. And I'm like, okay, sure. Cause 
because that's what I'm good at. Sure. Right. Um, and they would say, I haven't had fruit in four months. Remember? And yeah. What happened so magically is from even from a business perspective is we at the one point never even had to say a thing because when they would come to camp and say things like that, like I have to work out every day, I have to eliminate food groups. It was the other women, the veterans in our organization, the competitors that literally pounced on them. Yeah. And would say, what do you mean? I'm eating strawberries backstage and I won the world championships. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. So I think we really solidified our message of why we were different, how we disrupted everybody else going into these competitions and then winning, of course, because, you know, you have to have results. It's not enough to be like, well, we let, we let our clients eat so much. And if we didn't win anything, it wouldn't be a success, but we would win. And Soon people kind of drew, drew closer to us because they were like, well, I don't want to do all those things. So right. of course I'm going to go with you guys because it's a, a better lifestyle. And, yeah. and that was important to me because I saw what happened to women early on who went extreme, how they could mm-hmm. never fight back from it once they tried to be normal. And so we know that the more extreme you go, the more extreme your post-show is going to be. Yeah. We treated competition prep like a sled that you just slide it in and not a race car. Yeah. And your body responds. When you respect your body and give it what it needs and you don't deprive it, good things happen. But, you know, sometimes you got to beat people over the head with that because they don't get it. They want extreme as if, Or they want to be yelled at. Remember that? Like people would be like, oh, Kathy, you were too nice to me. I'm like, wait, what do you want? want So there's that. There's that in order to be something solid, it has to be extreme. And I can't stand that. And it triggers me, as you can see. You know, you don't have to throw tires around. You don't have to do those things. Go for a freaking walk and watch what happens. And you and I are very confident with that. But like, it just, that whole extreme philosophy has never sat well with me ever because you yeah. just don't and it's and I, I remember you know um your co your at the time you had a co-coach and she said this to me and here I'm still repeating it almost 20 years later you could go long you could go hard but you can't go long and hard mm-hmm. and and I, I and at the time you know of course you're looking around everyone and you're like, oh, I'm not as lean. So I'm going to, I'm yeah. personally on my own without telling you, I'm going to cut this or I'm yeah. going to add some more cardio. or I'm going to add whatever in my crazy tearing brain told me I needed to add at the time. Okay. And I, I, and I, and I, it's sad because sometimes you got to hit that wall. Like we yeah. all have seen our clients sprinting for the brick wall and we're like, no. Mm-hmm. and they like and we try to throw our bodies in front of it and then they were like you know what I'm just gonna move out of the way you're well, gonna yeah. hit, you're gonna hit the brick wall fall down yeah. on the floor and you know what I'm gonna pick you up because that's the person I am yeah that we would see it coming a mile away yeah like I remember you and I standing in front of the room and we'd be like yeah she's not gonna make it yeah she's not gonna make it she's not gonna make it and no, it was only because of the extreme um, pressure that they were putting on themselves. Yes. Like, like you had said it earlier, when someone walks in the room and says, my plan is to go top five, I would literally just, just walk away. Yeah. 
because you know you know me i follow sports coaches i'm the, i don't listen to woo woo anything i i listen to coaches that are more athletic coaches because there's a box and you either win or lose and i right. like that um so it was phil jackson he always says the most we can hope for is to create the best possible conditions for success and then let go of the outcome and that is i think mm. i said it right. I, that is really what fitness competitions were because you could be the best and not win so oh, i would yeah. say you can't you can't say my goal is to win my goal is top five you don't know who else is showing up and you don't know who's judging so if you let go of the outcome and go in with the best possible conditions for success, then you just have to kind of hope for the best. And that was the weird part of our sport because we were congratulating the person who came in first. And then I had to, you know, wrap my arms around the person who got screwed over. Yeah, and absolutely. It was judged. And it was like, I felt like Sybil that's an old reference. Um, I was all these personalities of being happy for one and sad for another. And, but at the end of the day, that's why we had those meetings prior to the big events. We would meet with everybody as a group the night before. And we would say, one of you is not going to get scored correctly. Mm -hmm. Many of you are going to feel that you weren't judged correctly. Some of you are going to win some of you. So preparing women for that, I think that was another thing that made us so special that we could really kind of teach them a lesson that really reflected life, not just the show. Yeah. And you know, you, you are very good at the, the managing expectations. And mm -hmm. I think in this business, not many coaches manage expectations. Right. And it's true. Like you could be, um, this is like an old reference, but like this woman, Dawn Butterfield, she was absolutely a fabulous person, <sighs> fabulous, <sighs> fabulous competitor, just amazing. Like you couldn't take your eyes off her. And there's many times that she just got screwed and you were always like, Hey guys, there's some girl out there. We've never seen her before. She can, you know, backstage, she could look like a hot wreck, get on stage and knock it out of the park. Right. And there are many times that like, I think coaches say you are going to go top five and, you know, right. hype their girls up. Right. And when it doesn't happen, you are, you're a train wreck because yep. in your mind, you told yourself that I'm going to be top five and right. you never did a damn show. That's right. That's right. And I think we were also really good at managing expectations saying you may not have won the trophy, but you might get a, a magazine opportunity. You may get right. an opportunity to get sponsored. We always looked for the wide brush as opposed to the one trophy, but you're absolutely right. And I always would see it as men usually, sorry guys, that would manage the expect that wouldn't manage the expectations of these girls and really hype them up. Like I remember they'd come up to me and you know they're not bad guys, but they would be like, oh, you should see yeah. my she's mm. gonna blow it away. I'm gonna she's gonna crush it. I'm like, okay, Jimmy. Like yeah. I remember great. hearing that. I remember yeah. hearing that and I was like, I'm gonna walk away because I don't know if I can maintain my eye roll. Right. <laughs> you know what was so fun? We had such power that I would just go like that evil laugh in the back of my mind like yeah wait till you see what's coming your way. You have no idea what we have in store for, for this competition. And the girls would go out and just rock it. But, but yeah, there's a lot of bad coaching in 
fitness, in health and wellness, uh, transformation, it's everywhere, um, business, all of it. And I think that those shiny pennies have a short lifespan. Oh, uh, absolutely. And I think it's like, you know, it's the snake oil, right? Like I, you know, everyone's got a bridge in Brooklyn, they can sell me. And (laughs) if you tell me that if I pay you thousands of dollars and I'm going to go top five, and I believe like, because I have no other reason not to believe, or maybe, you know, maybe you worked with us and you got disillusioned because, you know, we said you need to eat (laughs) and I'm not, you know, if you, you know, we didn't really start pulling things from anyone's diet till maybe depending on how, you know, um, compliant you were, we didn't start pulling things out, maybe six, four weeks ahead of your show. And you thought that wasn't the way to go. And, you know, Jimmy was like, you know, 12 weeks out, you're eating diet Coke and rice cakes. And you thought that was the way to go. It was so masterful when you really think about the way we, and we still do it today in our own practices of really kind of fueling people using food as fuel And right when the body needed to respond closer to the show, then people's bodies would start reacting. And it was such a broad concept for other coaches who didn't get it. They just thought more was more was better. And we just really treated the person as the whole person. Like you said, if someone was having a stressful life, we knew they needed more good fat oil to, to really kind of help their body function better in this period of stress. We really were more cerebral and we are more cerebral still to this day with our philosophies of getting people into the best shape of their life for whatever that means. What it doesn't have to be a show because all of these things we're talking about are, are very prevalent to lifestyle change. As you know, when you, when someone comes to you, Kim, and says, I want to look great for next, I want to wear a sw- two-piece swimsuit on vacation next, next summer. Right. Um, it's the same philosophy. It's, you just don't have to go extreme. You have to respect the body and let the food fuel your body so that you can change it. I just don't know why it's such a hard concept. I don't understand why it's a hard concept either. Cause it's like, you know, I think about when I stopped competing and, you know, I was lost. I was like, I didn't really have, I was like, well, I don't have a goal anymore. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is lifestyle? Like, it was just like, I was like bumping into walls. And then as I like realized, I was like, oh, so hang on. If this is on a scale of one to 10 and 10 is competing and one is laying on my couch with a bottle of wine and pretzel crisp. I want to be at a five. And so it's like, okay, how, how do I become that five? And then when I want to go on vacation, I just turn up the dial a little bit. Exactly. And then when I want to go on vacation, I turn down the dial a little bit, but it's not like, you know, I crank the stereo and then I turn it all the way off. And I think so many of us think that's how it works. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And here's what you basically just said in a more boring way than what you just said, because I loved that whole analogy, is the goal of a good coach is to get someone to maintenance. Yeah. Not to rock the body like never before, but to get someone to level five so that when something comes up, you just have to tweak a few things to get them to that ideal body that's going to pop, if you will, and look its best for a week or so. But if you go like a race car, level 10, all the time, your body's Mm going to say, you know what? I give up. Screw you. 
and I'm going to inflame you and I'm going to hold water and I'm going to hold on to everything that's good because you're not giving me enough water. You're not giving me enough stuff. So I'm going to go in retaliation mode. And so bringing it to maintenance and keeping you there is an art form. And you have to have someone who gets it like you, who really understands that it really is about maintenance. And then you have something coming up, you die, you just bring it up a little, but you stay in that beautiful zone of, I can eat things. I have off track meals. I just know what works best for my body. Yeah. And I follow that. And I don't have to give up the things that other people are doing because that doesn't make sense. That does, that's not in alignment with my level five, my level, yeah. my goal of maintenance. And if just every woman could just conceive of that, they wouldn't beat themselves up for eating a brownie or having a, a beautiful glass of wine on Saturdays with their friends. Yeah. And, you know, they would also see that, you know, that coach who's like, you can lose three pounds every week, you know, guaranteed. And whenever like, you know, people, I I will get those emails like, Hey, I'm going on vacation in February and I want to lose 30 pounds. And I was like, good luck. I'm like, what are you going to give up? What organ do you give up? Like liver, kidney, like, like, good luck. I, I, and I'm like, I was like, I'm not that girl. I'm like, sorry, I'm not that girl. Like, good luck to you. I'm like, I can help you lose maybe half a pound to a pound a week, but three pounds in a week, that's not going to last. Yeah, that's, that's, we see that all the time. And, you know, I feel bad for the consumer because they, you know, you've got this cute little girl named Courtney or Tiffany or Felicia, and they look adorable and they've got a great physique and they're like, do what I do, lose 10 pounds in 10 minutes. This is what I do. And meanwhile, either you and I know this girl and we're like, yeah, that's not what she did. Right. <laughs> or or we just know that they're setting people up for disaster because mm. it just doesn't work that way. I wish it did, but it doesn't. Oh, me too. And- I'm like, I would love to have you lose three pounds a week. That would be fabulous. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've picked up the pieces too many times. Well, that's it. Remember, we used to say we're just so tired of fixing people. Right. Get there. It would, um, and and again, it's regretville. People used to come to us and say, "I'm so sorry, I quit. I went to someone else, and they destroyed my metabolism." Please, mm-hmm. and of course we would. But those stories are not just one or two. Right. They're like double digits, maybe triple digits. And it's. Um, I remember um, at camp, we would hear the saddest stories of like, you know, and we're just like. Oh, good God. Like what, like you endured that like for years and it was like, and then us to say, you know what, it's not going to be a 12 week thing for you. Right. Right. And they would be like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, your body's not like a car. Like I just can't get a new engine and just drop it in and you're good to go. Like if you right. have been depriving yourself and like so low for weeks, years, I need to like drop food in your mouth like a baby bird. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know what that comes from, Kim? It's a lot of it in our industry is people who have had an amazing transformation and good for them, mm-hmm. or they want a show good for them. And now, you know, they went a show on Saturday and now on Monday, they're a coach, but meanwhile, they've never coached anyone else other than themselves. We have that luxury of having worked with women of all ages, shapes, sizes, uh, previ- like medical conditions, um, immune response, like all these things riled up into a di- tons of different protocols. So you have these women who may have won a show and it was easy for them, but now they're dieting you the yeah. way they did it. It makes no sense at all. Everyone's physiology is different. Everyone's 
protocol is different. And, or you have these cute little coaches now online on Insta, the Insta coach, I call them. And it, again, yay, bravo. It worked for you, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for the 40 year old woman with two children and you're 22. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I feel bad for consumers, but I also feel consumers need to do a little more due diligence on aesthetics and what they see to be, you know, a perfect, perfect example is when you and I would show up at shows and our coaches, we were like haggard. We had sweatsuits right. on. We, I mean, granted there were times where we got all glammed up, but we were working. Yeah. Whereas a lot of other coaches, it was all about them. It was mm. never about us. We were the directors, the producers for the girls. And I think when you have a lot of these Insta coaches that are really promoting themselves versus the clients they serve, that's also a red flag. So there's a lot of that, unfortunately, and the consumer is just really has to do their due diligence of who has, who has given results to a multitude of people, not just one type of person. And those are the people you want to align with, the people who have had a lot of experience with transforming the lives of women in all facets. Right. Not just the, you know, we all have that unicorn client, right? You know, I've, I've had a few unicorn clients and then I've had some clients who I'm like, all right, strap in. We are going to figure this out. Oh my gosh. Yes. The people only knew the layers and from, from a confidential standpoint, we can't like say what some people had to do. Um, but there were women who we couldn't keep the weight on them. They would be eating burgers and fries before the show. And then there were other girls who really had to be a little more conscientious of what they were putting in their mouths, but there is no one way to do it. Yeah. So you have to have a coach that knows how to work with a plethora of types of women that, that have different concerns. Yeah. I remember. So back in the day, um, Kathy used to have Sunday sessions and at the end of, um, and it was all about how do you like walk and have stage presence. And so at the end we would sit around and as we were getting closer to the show, we'd sit in a circle and we would be talking about like the next, what to do for the next week. And so she would be like, Oh, Sarah, you know, yeah, you're doing good. So keep doing what you're doing. Oh, I'm um, sharing. Oh, you're getting a little too lean. Why don't you have a burger today for dinner? And like, she would like be handing out this stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, she's going to tell me that I can eat a burger too. I'm like, she's going to totally tell me. And she's like, yeah, I can just, just, just keep doing what you're doing. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, tell us. Make sure she tells me burger. Make sure she tells me burger. <laughs> Sorry. I know. But every week I'd be like, she's going to tell me I have a burger this week. And every week I'd be like, keep doing what you're doing. Ugh. Keep doing what you're doing is like the the wrath. Like you don't want to hear that. It's no. so funny. And I'd be I like, no, that means you're doing well. No, I need something. I'm always I, I, to make up stuff because people yeah. needed something. I'd be like, eat an orange at six o'clock. Don't right. eat it green, eat an orange and not, don't eat it at 6.15, eat it at six. Because I found that if I said you're doing well, just keep doing it. People would be like, that's it. You need more, yes. more. So then I started making stuff up that had nothing to do with anything, but it kept people happy. <laughs> no, it, uh, a thousand percent, you know? so it's like, as we like made our transition this year, like girls were like, Oh, new coach. She's going to tell me something different to do. So then I was like reading the food log and I was like, all right, your food is really great. So you just need to be consistent with it. Right. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I was like, so you ate great this week, do it again next week. And then the week after that, that's your change. And they wanted me to be like, you know, you need to eat a navel orange, no other orange, but a navel orange. Right. Then you need to go out and find kiwis that only grow underground. 
And it was like, and it's the easy stuff that people don't want to hear. They want to hear that I have to climb climb Mount Olympus in order to get something. Well, I love when the veterans would say, okay, now I know I'm being that girl again. And and so, because when they would hear that, you know, go to CVS aisle four, turn around twice and raise your arms up. And for the listeners, we're not, we're not kidding. Like this is what we would do. And the lesson would be, I'm overthinking. Okay. Thank you. And you hear that, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, thank you for being that person for me because I was clearly overthinking. And now I've learned when I do that in other aspects of my life to not do that anymore. And so there's always that lesson of you don't need to do something to keep something where it is and, and have it be good. But that consistency was the queen of everything we did. The people who were the most consistent would win. The people who were the most consistent would get the magazine cover. And it wasn't always the prettiest and it wasn't always the best body. It was the people who were consistent. And, you know, consistent, I always say consistency is boring, right? You know, you know, you now coach a lot of focus around um, business and personal branding and you're, you know, you're like, you got to share on social media. That That's the game today. If you got to share your stuff on social media. And I know I was guilty of it too. I'm like, oh, my life's kind of boring. Like I don't really do anything exciting because I'm consistent. Like it's like, I work out on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. Like that's, that's what I do. Like it's not, I'm not flipping tires. I'm not sprinting with a Buick attached to my back. I'm like, I'm just doing basic workouts. And most people think that I got to do all the other things. Right. Right. And, and people self-assess that they're boring, which, yeah. which is hilarious to me, but there's only one you. So whether it's social media or getting ready for a transformation, it's yours. It's yours. So it's boring compared to what? Like, what are you comparing it to JLo? Well, yeah, maybe it's a little different than JLo's life, but you're not JLo. So why would you even worry about that? Um, And I think the women that get it, get it. And the women that don't, we just need to really explain it to them a little more that there's nothing boring about consistency and showing up for the long haul, not for the day, not for the show, not for any of those things. Right. Consistency is very attractive. It's very sexy. It's very, there's God, you know, when you get those check-ins and they just check everything off the list. I I mean, that made me way more excited than someone who had one great week versus a terrible week the next. I I don't, roller coaster. We don't want that. Yeah. And it's, you know, now I'm like, you know what, where I got to was a bumpy road, but I'm like, a lot of people don't make it past the bumpy road. Right. You're right. They're, you know, just last week I was, um, in, um, this place called Anagata and we're going, we're, I'm in the back of this like freaking truck, things that like would never happen in the U S and, yeah. and, and we're driving, <laughs> we're driving down this, like literally this bumpy road on the way to this beach. And like, we're all sitting around. We're like, are we ever going to get there? Are we ever going to get there? And we get there and it's like the most beautiful beach on the entire planet. Um, I keep calling it cow pasture beach, but it's called something else. Um, but it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm like, and it just made me think about so many people, they would think I'm lost. It's, yeah. it's taking too long. Mm-hmm. It's too bumpy. And they would stop and they mm-hmm. miss the beauty. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. now I'm sitting on the beach and I'm like, you know what? Who doesn't like a good beach day? Right. Right. If you don't like uh, a good beach yeah. day. You're not my people. Right. <laughs> You got that right. 
You get that right. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, great analogy as well for just patience and and persistence, uh, resilience through the tough days. Um, and then the beauty is the final project or the beach or whatever right. it is. You just have that idea that this is going to be a marathon. It's not a sprint, which is such a cliche, but it's so true when we talk about transformation of any kind. It does right. take patience, which is a virtue. It really is, especially these days where everybody wants everything now. Everything. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and so, you know, you we talked about this before we hit the record button. And so I think one of the one, I wouldn't be doing this if I hadn't gone through the process, you know, that of, I showed up for a show, thought I was going to do one show. Next thing you know, I competed for nine years. Then through that, just the confidence of like, well, if I can get on stage with two inches of fabric across my ass, (laughs) what else could I do? (laughs) And so, you know, you've always said, you know, like, yeah, sure. I could diet you. The dieting is the easy part for you. You're like, I can look at you and just do, 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 do. But it's the making myself confident in what I can bring to the stage, what I can yeah. bring past the stage, because it's like, sure, for my 30 seconds of fame, I could, you know, sashay with the best of them. But mm-hmm. could you take that into the real world? Right. That That's always been, even in the early days, I discovered that that was way more important to me than the show. And, you know, I always used to say, mm. you can so on Saturday and Monday, you go back to work and no one knows what you've done. And it's a $40 trophy. And my big thing for my clients would be, what are you going to do with it? Yes. What are we going to do with it, with the win or with the transformation? How are we going to pivot you and position you into what it is you want to be? Um, and maybe that's just to have kids or to stay at home. It doesn't have to be like this big dream, but I think our philosophy really told the story of that. Be your healthiest. I want you to have a family later. I want you to be healthy later. Um, And I want you to take your experience and pivot it into your passion. Maybe you want to be in the health and wellness industry. Well, this is a great platform for you. And I I really used to look at myself more as a professional coach than a trainer. Um, because I kept thinking and vision casting for some of these women who I saw such potential in. And I love that you said that, like it started with a decision to go to a camp. It's, and then the process for you began because you took advantage of the experiences and the moments that kept leading you the breadcrumbs to where you are now. Right. And I think that is a huge uh, analogy, if you will, you've used a lot of analogies today, but that really, you embraced it, Kim. You embraced your process, even though there were some turbulent times for you from a physical end, but you you were, you were attacked that like you attacked show prep or you attacked a client's um, challenges along the way. So you had that resilience muscle built up so that you were able to kind of go through each, you know, each narrow alley and come out of it okay. Yeah. And, I think that's what it's all about for us as women is it's just not an easy road. It's not all mm. sunshine, dolphins and rainbows. Mm. It's really kind of embracing those moments, but understanding that the real resilience starts when you have those challenges and you have the confidence and where, wherewithal to kind of get through it. Right. 
yeah, for, for sure. And I and I I think for you for this, it was also it gave you something outside of the show because it's like like you said, you competed on Saturday, you were still on a high Sunday. Monday rolls around and you're could be what's next, but you always kind of planted in the seed of like, do you want to be on the cover of a magazine? Do you want to be a writer? Where do you want to go? Because having a nice body is great. However, it's not everything. It's not everything. And, you know, at some point you're not going to want to do this anymore. Right. So, you know, it's kind of like, I think a lot of, I don't think it happens as much as it did previously. You know, we've talked a lot about athletes, athletes, right. You know, you start from a very young age playing whatever the sport it is that you play you and you just, that's you, that's your whole life. And then, you know, maybe you don't make it to the pros, maybe you don't make it in college and you're lost, you know, or or you become a pro and you've been a pro and you turn 40 and you're still like, what's what are the hell, what do I do? Right. Right. Like I can't like slam dunk a baseball or slap like a basketball and have Gatorade call me to be like, Hey, be our spokesperson. Like, (laughs) I'm not doing that no more. So it's like always kind of in your head, like, where do I want this end goal to be for myself? Yes. Yes. And those were the conversations I enjoyed the most of saying to people, you should write a book. You should create an online program. You should write a cookbook. You should. And we, uh, there's so many stories of women who did that as a result of kind of going through our process of mm-hmm. anything's possible. Right. I got on stage, like you said, what else can I do? And it's so sad when I see people get on stage, have a bad experience and walk off in a huff. Yeah. And didn't even get it. They didn't mm. even understand the whole concept of what you just so beautifully kind of took your listeners through is that it's what you do that enhances the, the next step, right. the story, the next chapter of your life. And if you can look back and the good ones do, the good ones yeah. do, the good ones I still hear from. And they're like, I am so happy that I was with you at that time of my life. And now I'm a fill in the blank. Right. And I love those. Those stories fill me up because I know that they listened. Not yeah. everybody listens. No. Let's be real. It wasn't no. all like Disney World here. But a lot of the women took that opportunity and made something special out of it. And that's what just makes me so happy. Yeah. That yeah, I, Again, I, I think even if it's like, I don't know what it is about this sport that attracts that. Like there's going to be this like huge, you know, thing at the end of the rainbow where right. like, marathon runners don't expect shit other than to finish like you know maybe I'm gonna get free shoes you know like maybe that's the most they could ever hope for but I think this is the only sport that even before social media that they think Mm -hmm. that you know um well I'm gonna date myself oxygen magazine is gonna be like waiting at the end of the um the runway the runway (laughs) Yeah. Here are five covers. Which one do you want to be on? The, on or you know, or even now, like Paul Busetta is going to be like, you are going to be yeah. our spokesperson. Like that's just not that just doesn't happen. No, if people only knew what I had to do to put and position people in front of those magazines, and it was difficult for them. You see them on the magazines, and you're like, oh my god, they're so lucky. No, it was a 
it was a job to get people right. in front of those people. And it wasn't just because they want to show or just because they're pretty. It was a whole thing. And you're right. And we did a really great, great job at managing that expectation that that it wasn't about that. It was about the journey, the sisterhood, the friends, the moments, the giggles, the laughs, the tears, all of that along mm-hmm. the way that made it so unique and so so rich. Right. And velvety, as I like to say. Yeah. And that's what I love when I hear people say that as opposed to, oh, I got screwed or I didn't yeah. do well. They're just missing the whole point. Right. And even if you told someone, you know what, Sally, you got screwed. Hmm. You've told me like, Kim, you got screwed. So what's next? And like, you never let me wallow in it. You're like, Kim, no. you, Kim you got screwed. So what are you going to do? And right. it was like, all right. I'm like, I got all, I'm like, I got all summer to dig in. And I'm like, going to come back and be like, you screwed me. Now right. I'm back. And those were the best moments in coaching because I can look back fondly. You mentioned Don Butterfield, where she literally got screwed and she was going to retire. And I said, is that how you're going to go out this huge career? You're going to go out like that? No, we're going to go back and we're going to blow them away. And you know what happened? She went from like 20th to winning both titles back to back, first one to ever do it. But had I just went, you know, you go girl, you got screwed. You don't need to do this anymore. That was one of the highlights of my 30 plus year coaching to literally remind her of who she was and whatever happened, it didn't matter because you were going to work your butt off to make sure that they notice you. And those were the moments where you can literally take a bad situation and make it glorious. But it's, it's, it's the coach guiding you, but you have to do that. You have to decide that you're not going to go down that way. You're not going to go out that way. Um, and I think we really did a great job of pouring that belief into our clients and still do that they can do anything, but they have to believe in themselves. We guide them, but we we can't believe for uh, them. Yeah. But we have to be that support system, um, not a cheerleader because you go girl is not coaching, but we have to be that strategist and say, all right, you want to win this or you want to create this business or you want to do this here. Let's go. Let's strategize but you have to be that one that believes in yourself enough to listen to a coach and understand that this is a project. This is a strategy. Right. And if you do that, then you're in control of it. Yeah. And, and this is, and it's kind of like, it, you know, most people don't think that fitness and business have this like dovetail. Right. And, and, you know, you've brought it together with what you're currently now, you know, kind of where you've now branched off. Cause you're like, you realize like, you know what? Yeah. The dieting was great, but it was, they'd be able to like, look at things from a 30,000 foot level and Mm -hmm. say, okay, this is where you want to go. So here are the steps that you have to take and really write, like you said, a strategy and no one really thought about it as like a body blueprint. It was like, cause that's what you gave us. Like you never were like, you never wrote a diet for us. You Mm -hmm. said, okay, here are your choices. Right. Pick. Now, if you don't pick right for you, that's you. Right. I, I told you, you gave me like, um, the old, I'm going to date myself, the old map quest that you like printed out the instructions. And it was like, if you didn't make a right on main street, (laughs) that's not me. Yeah. If you decided you were going to hang on the, 
10th street for a little longer. Okay. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) And so I, you know, I think, you know, what most people probably don't understand. You're like, Oh, she's a fitness person. I'm like, no, like she, you tell her what you tell her where you want to go and she's going to help you figure out the strategy. However, she's not going to do it for you. Like you're going to give me homework. And right. I got to do the homework. And so, right. you know, during Sunday session, you you gave us homework and right. I would have to come back. And maybe it was like, Kim, you know, you got to be in your heels all the time. Well, you bet your sweet ass. I was like in my pajamas, cooking dinner and my freaking six inch clear heels. <laughs> and Phil loved it. <laughs> <laughs> my pajamas make me look homeless. It was kind of, I was like a homeless stripper. <laughs> but it's like, I think most people feel like you hire a coach and the coach is just going to be like, here, Sally here's your business or here's your body. And you're like, um, well, I wrote, I gave you three things that I've never seen you do the three things. That's right. That's right. Yep. We have receipts. (laughs) Right. You know, I, um, there's a a gentleman that we both know, um, uh, Michael Klaus Mm -hmm. and he said it best to me. And I like, I just say it all the time. It's a game of chess. Yes. I move, you move. Mm -hmm. So if you don't move, what am I supposed to do? It's a game. It's so true. It's a collab. It's it's a collaboration between coach and client and or even a relationship. It's yes. the same. it's the same. It all flows together whether it's fitness, business, relationships, those layers kind of flow synergistically into one another. And that's what makes it so great. It's yeah. life coaching 101. It's it's really kind of looking at everything from a 360, 360 degree angle. It isn't just what you put in your mouth. You know, and I, this is how we're going to wrap up this conversation. You just nailed it. It's a collaboration. You have to like the person who is coaching you. There yeah. should not be fear. And right. I think why I lasted as long as I did with you is that it was a collaboration. It wasn't Kim do this. Cause if you told me what to do, like when you, someone tells me what to do, I'm like, eh, go fuck yourself. Like I just, don't, I, I don't, but if you're like, all right, Kim, so this is where you want to go. So um, here are the three things that we're going to do right now. And if I were like, okay, so we're doing these three things because blah, 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 blah. I'm right. like, all right, I'm in. And if, you know, after the, the first year, I was like, well, I can't really say anything. Cause I don't know anything. But the second year I was like, you know what? When I had bananas, they didn't work for me. So I'm not going to have bananas. And you're like, all right, so what do you want to have instead? Right. Right. And so is it because I came with you from intelligence, not because I was scrolling on Instagram, No, you know, Mm -hmm. hot girl number five said I shouldn't have bananas. It was because I'm like, you know what? Every time I have bananas, they don't really act with my body. Okay. And we're we're not going to have them. And so it was more of a collaboration than it was a do this or die. Right. Right. And that's a lot on you too. That wasn't exactly what you said. You can't be like, well, I heard when you say I heard, I delete. Yeah. But with you, you were reminding me of the time when, and, and that's collaboration. That's wonderful. So a good coach wants that. It's not a do this, do that. It has to be the collaborative process where you take some responsibility in the process. That's when it works at the best. And you would ask me questions. You'd be like, oh, how did you feel when they did this versus just do, do, do. Like it was more of like the more I understand how you felt with food or how you responded, then I could make the little tweaks as I proceeded towards show. Exactly. 
Exactly. And that's why you have this long career in fitness because you applied that to everything. Yeah. And I, you know, like I, 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 people, I'm like, I know, I'm like, I don't, I didn't go into a fitness competition thinking that it would change what the trajectory of my life one, but two, just also change my, my thought process. Like it is a strategy. It's it, your body is a business and Mm -hmm. you can't like, you know, bleed a business dry and expect it to be prosperous. So true. So true. And we like to bleed our business. We like to bleed our bodies dry, like, you know, pump it, beat it into submission. Uh, I mean, I, I'm guilty. I'm not going to lie. I did it. And then I paid the price, but now I'm on the other side of it. But it's like, you know, I'm grateful that I had a coach that didn't make me do it. It was right. of my own volition. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically abusive. You beat it into submission and expect it to perform. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. That's called abuse. Mm-hmm. And never works. That's illegal. So, and if I was doing it to someone, if I was doing it to someone other than myself, I'd be in jail right now. So (laughs) for those of you guys who are beating your body into submission, I don't want to be visiting you in jail. Right. No one looks good in orange. No. Oh God. Seriously. Right. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's what keeps me from killing a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think actually you do look good in orange. Me? Oh, No. No, it would be fast track to, I don't even know what, but no, Orange and I do not get along. You'd be like, Warden, can we get Louis Vuitton up in here? (laughs) Can I get a soft pink? Because I would look much better. And you'd be like, okay, how did you get this meeting? (laughs) So I always ask my guests one final question. What is one thing that makes you feel magical? What is one thing that makes me feel magical? Well, one thing that makes me feel magical is being a mother. I know that's probably like, oh, roll the eyes. But it's really the one thing that I know that um, I've just been really pretty darn great at. And not the one thing, but it's the one thing that lights me up in a way that um makes me feel that I don't have to be the main character all the time. Mm. And I can see the, um, the actual legacy of my work, if you will. And so when I say being a mother, it's yes, it's to my two children, but it's also to all of you. Yeah. And so being that mother character is really what makes me feel magical, whether it's my own children or the thousands of women that I've been able to work with. It's been an honor. And one of them, first of all, she's got really good kids. They make me feel like not an adult <laughs> since yeah. like they were 12. I was like, oh, and I take care of myself. <laughs> and okay, let's just stop for a second. Tori's freaking 18. How? I don't know. She, How I look, she, she looks 12. I, I don't know. And like when you post I, those pictures, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I've watched her grow up. I'm like, I know. It doesn't make me old. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like, when all you guys are like, oh my God, I remember when she was like a baby in the, in the studio. I'm like, yes. Oh yeah. I'm having a real hard time with it. Like it's, it's, it's incredible to think she's 18 years old. Yeah. It, it's just incredible. She's an incredible young woman. I'm really proud very of her. incredible. She, so her two kids are absolutely t- terrific. Like they're adult kids. And I'm like, Whoa, I need to take some lessons. They, they keep me in line. <laughs> So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Oh, well, I, you know, Kim, 
there, there's been so many things that have happened to me in my professional career. And I will say this with full confidence. And you, you know, I don't say things, to yeah. say things. I only say things that I truly mean from my heart, that there is not another person on this planet that I've had a professional relationship with that has been such an enriching experience as I have with you, because you've been there through the good times, the bad times, you were that shoulder for me to cry on, that that logic that I needed at the time where something was a challenge, and your loyalty, your education, your wisdom, all of these things were wonderful for me, but they're even more impeccable for the people that you work with, because you want a coach who has all of those qualities. And let me tell you, that doesn't really exist too much anymore. There, no. there's, there's, it's rare, rare quality. And you are a gem. You are a consistent, solid person. Uh, and you're, you're an incredible coach. So for anyone listening here, if you're on the fence of working with Kim, I can wholeheartedly tell you that you're not just going to get a one-dimensional anything. You're going to get everything you need to be successful with your transformation. So I want to thank you for just being that person in my life that understood the craziness <laughs> and went along for the ride. <laughs> no, it's been a fun ride. And I, you know, when we did work together, things that would piss her off, I'd be like, yeah, not so big. Things that would piss me off, she's like, ah, not so big. So we were like yeah. the perfect blend, like, because we both have a, like strong personalities, but we're both like, screw it, we're doing this. And I'm like, no, Kim, uh, we're going to let that go. And I, she'd be like, ah, and I'm like, oh, we're going to let this one go. Yeah, you're, right. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. We were like yin and yang for sure. Right. So <laughs> it was, it's been a great ride. And I'm just grateful that like, who knew I showed up in your studio that here we are, like, you know, almost 20 years later. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, if this resonated with you at all, ooh, you want to, you must follow Kathy on her socials. Kathy, where can they find you? Oh, uh, Instagram mostly, Kathy Savage Official. Easy enough to remember. Yeah, so yeah, definitely follow her. She's got some really funny reels that she does. And you'll also just, those little like nuggets of wisdom that just like slap you upside the head, like because they're so simple. <laughs> A lot of them came from our time together. Yeah. Sure. Little nuggets of wisdom that like we all need those like little words that like just kind of punch you in the arm. Be like, all right, girl, get your shit together. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kim. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.